Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. It's fucking Wednesday. Uh, fucking September 4th. Um, man, I just left fucking Walmart after coming out of the gym. And we had to stop there to get the kids school supplies because, you know, this, the best system in the world is instead of knowing the school supplies you're going to need for the kids and sending out like an email, you know, now there's emails and all of this other shits and the letter, whatever you got to do, but send it before the school starts. So it gives people maybe a couple weeks to prepare and buy all the things specifically that they're going to need for school. No, they don't do that. They wait until your kids go to school the first day, and then they send them home and say, go get this stuff. So guess what that does? That sends everybody in the fucking town to the same stores in the same fucking aisles like goddamn maniacs. So we stop at the store, and as we approach this aisle, I could just see the chaos that's going on. It's like a fucking ant farm in there. So I just kind of fall back and let Nina just go, you know, do the thing in the aisle. 
for the thing. And, you know, as I stand there, you know, a few aisles back from the chaos and she disappears into the crowd of people to go look for these fucking like a binder and a notebook or some shit. She disappears and it feels like hours are passing. It's minutes, but it feels like forever is going on. And you start to just like in your mind, you start to go, well, this is this is why people just run away from their families and start a new life in another state. Um, and then you think, well, you know, that's, that's unrealistic. I mean, so many things would need to be involved in that. And like, oh, I gotta get a like, passport and a new identity. And I mean, I wouldn't need a passport to go to another state, but I mean, just the, just the plane ticket alone. And then like, oh, I, you know, I don't have enough of my stuff on me. And like, what kind of traveling equipment would I need to even bring what I have? Like, oh, God damn it. And then, uh, so then, then the mentality started to switch is like, please let her fucking emerge from this crowd of fucking assholes with what we fucking need. Because the last thing you want is to come out of that and be like, they didn't have what I was looking for. Because then, you know, you got like a second fucking store ahead of you or something like that. So it's just, just absolute fucking mayhem. And again, created by the school system that can't send a fucking email. They could send me 15 fucking emails about, uh, you know, oh, the, the the fucking we're having another meeting on school safety. It's like, what? Well, just keep the fucking school safe. I don't I don't need to fucking talk to you about it. I don't need to sit there so you can go like, so we saw the shit on the news. Yes, yeah, so did I, asshole. I don't need your fucking email. Keep my fucking kids safe and go fuck yourself. But you could send an email and say, hey, um, pick up this specific type of binder. Pick up the specific type of notebook. School starts in three weeks, guys. You know, let's get let's get our shit together. Because then, you know, again, you space out three weeks of all the people in the town going to the same fucking aisle. But if you send them all to fucking school day one, just for them to send you home going, okay, we need this stuff. Well, then guess what everybody in the fucking town is doing? They're going to the one aisle of the fucking Walmart like maniacs. It's like a fucking zombie apocalypse in there just trying to get a fucking notebook. It's fucking stupid. So anyway, um... On with the show. Um, what else? Uh, football season is starting fucking tomorrow. Tomorrow fucking football season is starting. I got to start up my puppet videos um, ASAP. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 critical right now. It, there's major shit going down. The major, major shit going down, man. The football season is starting it's, you know, it's fucking Bears-Packers to start the fucking season, you know, I've already started talking shit to my man Russell's fucking arch nemesis, Brett, Brett Lang, um, he, he was like his fucking arch nemesis, the dude was a Packer fan, and he would send him every, like, anti-Packer meme he could, because Russell was like a diehard fucking, uh, you know, Bears fan, so I sent, I sent Brett a fucking meme today, you know, that Spongebob meme that says, all right, I'm going to head out. It says like, uh, Khalil Max says, I can't wait to hit somebody. And it says Aaron Rodgers. All right, I'm going to head out. And I sent it to him. I said on Russell's behalf, man, got to keep it fucking going. I'm not going to kill you all season because, you know, I'm a Niner fan. So, but two times a year to fucking play bears, play the Packers. And uh, I'm going to make Russell's fucking presence felt. And uh, get at him with some fucking memes. And tomorrow night while the game's fucking playing, uh, I'm probably going to hit him up with some fucking, some taunting. 
that type of thing. Who knows, you know. We'll see what goes on. But I, I'm fucking, I am so fucking hyped. Um, I, I'm going to get on some fucking betting sites. Uh, I, I already got the football pool thing going. Um, like a pick em pool that I do every year. I don't run it, but I, I, um, I play in it every year. And uh, usually do pretty well. But um, so I got my picks in fucking Tuesday. The, the picks opened on Tuesday. I put them motherfuckers right in. Um, that little fucking gay Ewok on the fucking Cowboys, uh, he just re-signed for like 90 million fucking dollars. Um, I know you're not supposed to wish injury on motherfuckers, but I hope this dude blows both of his fucking knees out during this season. Because he's a scumbag. He had two fucking years on his contract left, and he fucking held the team up for fucking money. This is just a cancer to a football organization. And let's not get it fucked up, because... You know, he's telling people, oh, well, I, I, I believe I'm the best. That's why I should fucking get this money. And it's like, you, you're an asshole. Because fucking, um, who was it? Fucking, uh, what the fuck was his name? Was it, I don't think it was DeMarco Murray, was it? I don't, but they, they had several motherfuckers. And every motherfucker that was in their, their offensive scheme and their, in their backfield looked like a fucking superstar. And, um, let me see. Now it's going to fucking bother me. Um, I just start talking. I don't do any like research. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it just makes for, uh, this type of content, but, uh, let me see. Yeah. DeMarco Murray. He was, he was the shit. Um, he was the man. I, I think he got, I think he got injured, but he was like running shit at Dallas, like fucking Pro Bowl, nonstop, fucking unstoppable, fucking back. He went elsewhere, and he was just kind of average, you know. Like he was, he was alright, but he wasn't like the fucking man. But under the fucking the the Cowboys line and their scheme and what they were doing there, he looked like the fucking man. So, again, you know, Ezekiel Elliott comes in there with his fucking little half shirt, looking like a cheerleader, fucking Ewok, um, and, uh, you know, he's just showing his teeth to the world, and, um, you know, I, I think he's overrated, 100%, and what did the fucking Cowboys do? So, you got these players that didn't get him to the fucking dance, holding the fucking team up. To just not get him to the dance again, because if you got to pour your fucking money into the same guys that couldn't get it done in years prior, eh, you know, I know you can't do it by yourself, but that's part of the problem. If you hold your fucking team hostage and they can't, they don't have the money to sign more big fucking players, like big, big name players, even for like a one year deal to get you guys fucking like a big boost into the fucking playoffs, because you're demanding money two years before your shit's up. So you're demanding this fucking money and holding them up so they, they really can't do a lot with their team. They can't make nearly the amount of moves as if you would be fucking lenient. You got to understand, like, fucking people hate Tom Brady, but how many times did that guy take lower money in order for the Patriots to stack up and continue to be competitive? That, that's a big fucking difference in, in what they put out on that fucking field. Big fucking difference. But people don't look at that. It's just like, oh, well, yeah, okay, well... 
Todd Gurley, I think, is a better back than him. Although Todd Gurley fell off at the end of last year, and I don't know what the fuck was going on with him. I would say it was just some undercover injury shit. And I don't even want to say hopefully he comes out looking as good as he, he was two years ago because I'm a Niner fan, and they're in our fucking division. So I hope he, his best days are behind him. But uh, Todd Gurley at his absolute best is definitely better than Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he may be like a two-year back or whatever, but Saquon Barkley's a better all-around running back than fucking uh, Ezekiel Elliott by far. You put you put that fucking guy that Saquon Barkley. This is another Barry Sanders. It's early, but yo, that he's got that ability. You put that fucking guy with a dope ass line. He he's fucking crushing every rushing record, single season rushing record. Um, th- this guy's going out there and doing fucking numbers. But he's gonna keep you know doing that Barry Sanders and running with a shit offense and and just you know making the highlight reel on a regular basis. He's just an overall better running back. And then you see, like, how does Bell come out of this shit? Bell had a fucking year off. Bell had a year sitting down. So if he comes out of that shit looking like the man, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he's got some fucking something to say, too. You know? There's there's a lot of factors there. I don't know that Ezekiel Elliott is just a hands-down top three running back. He's talking about he's the best. I mean, you're going to have to show and prove that shit. So you had fucking Dak that, that wanted more money. I think he got more money. You got fucking Elliot that wanted more money. He got more money. And the Cowboys are still the fucking Cowboys. You know? It's a weak-ass division. Um, the Eagles are... They're going to fall off by midseason because Carson can't play a full season. And now he doesn't have a backup that could take over the fucking ship. You know? Um, the Redskins... I think the Redskins, even though they'll be the most slept-on team in the division... Um, with that rookie, they might they might have some shit in their pocket. You know, they might have something to really work with if that dude could step up. You know, um, he could be their their future there. Um, I don't know a shitload about him because I'm not a big college guy, but he's supposed to be really fucking talented. So I mean, they could kind of come out of the shadows. The Eagles fall off with another fucking injury like they do every year, and um, the Cowboys are, are the Cowboys. I don't think that they did anything to be better. I don't think they did anything to improve that team and become better contenders than they were the year prior. So um, I, I think they're in trouble. I just think he's an overall jerk off. Um, but yeah, football season, man, I, I could not be more hyped. Uh, we got a lot of guys fucking just ready to fucking go now. And uh, yeah, Jimmy's looking good out there. We, we're fucking, we're ready to ball. Bose's like a maybe week one, maybe not. Um, D Ford's ready to go. Kittle's ready to go. I mean, yeah. Knicks Bucks are, are, are getting fucked up. Like, straight up. Tampa Bay Bucks are getting fucking housed this fucking Sunday. Oh. Um, so that's that's football for now. Um, let's get into, uh, well, I, let's touch on the CM Punk thing. So I watched the CM Punk uh, StarCast deal. I saw it get a lot of criticism. My friends over at the Wrestling Soup hated it. Um, I don't know if Joe ever got around to watching it. I know Joe is not a fan of CM Punk, so he's very unlikely to like it. Uh, Mish, on the other hand, is a CM Punk fan, but didn't like it. Um, he was commenting throughout it, I guess, on the live feed on it. Um, I, I was at work. I didn't I didn't see it on the live thing, but I watched it like uh, the next day or whatever day it was that I watched it. Sunday, I think. Um, 
I liked it. I, I thought it was good. I I don't think he could win. I, I don't think he could win in that scenario at all. Because if he came out and just started burying motherfuckers, it'd be like, all these years, this fucking guy's still bitter. What a piece of shit. Let it go, motherfucker. And, yo, look, I've, I'll be the first to tell you, burials are way more entertaining. But this guy came out really fucking humble to me. To me, he answered all the questions that were given. I mean, if you want to blame the um, the interviewer, you know, for the the questions that were put up, but I didn't think those were that bad either. Like, what did you really want to know? What were you looking for in this interview that you didn't get? I I don't think he came off like an asshole. Everyone wants to paint him like an asshole every minute, and I'm sure he got paid enough money in this fucking interview to to be fucking <laughs> be a sweetheart throughout it. But uh, I mean, the fucking guy. I mean. They they asked him about the AEW WWE all that shit and he's just like yeah like nah I don't I don't have any plans I have plans to go fucking hang out with my wife after this I've been on uh you know movie shoots and stuff and haven't seen her in a little bit so I know people love to hear that I'm going somewhere wrestling wise but I'm but I'm not I don't, I don't have any plans for that I don't want to disappoint anybody but I'm just not um. You know, they asked him about all the different movie stuff he's doing. And again, like, he, he's like, he's, he's saying shit like, you know, I hate seeing my face. And, you know, I fucking can't stand looking at my face on screen. So I have a hard time rewatching my shit. And the one role that I did, it's like staring at my face the whole time. And he's like, I'm kind of like waiting on other people's like responses from it. Because me, myself, I, I can't even look at fucking my face for two hours and go like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Like. He's like, you know, surprised like when it was all over and I did watch it and kind of cringe through it because I had to look at my face the whole time and go like, actually, I didn't end up hating it. He's like, so maybe that's a good sign because normally I would hate anything that I have to stare at myself from. So to me, it came off like a really humble guy. They talked about the different superheroes that he would love to play because he's a big comic book fan. And he like he again was just kind of saying like, yeah, I'd be blessed to be part of any kind of comic thing because I grew up you know, such a comic fan. So to be part of the universe, the Marvel universe in any way, shape or form would be like such an honor. And then they kick around names. Like, what about this guy? He'd be like, Oh, that would be great. And, this, that, and you know, he's like, Oh, what about this guy? He's like, ah, you know, I'm too old for any of that kind of shit. And yeah, this and that, but I don't know. I, th- I thought he came off really well. Um, and then I had heard something about, um, Oh, you know, well, he, he, had, he did the SJW thing with the, you know, uh, April being, uh, you know, victimized or some kind of shit like this. But, and then, like, so I was ready for, like, oh, here we go. It's going to go down a bad path. Turned out not being that. He, he pretty much said that, like, the story was uh, he was walking with, with April uh, down the street. And, uh, someone said, uh, you know, go, go home or go back where you came from or something like that. And like, he just said, like his first reaction was he looked like he pulled his hat off to see, Oh shit. Am I wearing my Cubs hat? Like that makes sense because people will, you know, baseball fans or whatever. would be like, Hey, go fuck yourself. You're a Cub fan. Like, you know, that's what he expected it to be. And he was like, Oh, what the fuck? I ain't wearing Cub shit or whatever. And looked over at her and she looked like, kind of upset about it and he's like oh shit I didn't, I didn't even like do the math that like yeah that's what we're dealing with here and he's just like yeah that's that sucks he's like I didn't that wasn't even my first response was like oh yeah that's right she's 
She's not, you know, uh, she's not just a, you know, regular everyday white person. So I, you know, it's just his wife. He doesn't see it that way. So it wasn't something that stuck him, struck out to him. Like, oh, of course you are, you bigoted motherfucker. Like, it wasn't even his first response. So to me, I didn't, I didn't see him as like playing like crazy victim stuff. He just said like, yeah, I had this experience and this happened and it sucked and. I didn't even think it was about that initially. I thought it was like a baseball thing, right? you know? So I, I didn't think he went too overboard on that either, you know? Um, I thought it was really funny, the whole thing. It became kind of like a running joke through the thing because they mentioned, like, yeah, like, you know, guys there get vacation now. They could go take, like, their honeymoon and shit. And he just like, went, like, baffled, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he just, like, went, like, silent with just this look on his face, like, holy shit, like, he was getting served fucking like court papers when he, he he didn't show up like after you know suspension or whatever. So I, I again I don't know like you know there was nothing mind blowing there was no no bombshells and again because CM Punk is so fucking famous for going out there and blowing the doors off of fucking the company he was working in with these this promo that became the pipe bomb. Now every time the motherfucker grabs a mic that's what they expect. You know, they, they're like, oh, what the, he's going to do some monumental shit. Well, th- does he have to? Is that is that what he has to do in order to, to do anything? And again, it, it's one of these things where he can't win. If he doesn't do the interview, it's like, ah, oh, CM Punk won't even do an interview. He hates wrestling. But then when he comes in, he sits down, and he's like, hey, guys, you know. And then, then it's like, oh, he didn't even fucking say anything. He just fucking answered the questions he was asked. It's like, I... What do you want the guy to do? I don't know. Um, I love punk. I, I, I really, I think, um, look, I'm not the most liked person in the world either. So when people run around calling him a jerk off and hard to deal with and this and that, I kind of been that guy. Um, I'm clearly not a wrestler, uh, world famous fucking talent like him, him, but, um, you know, and then people get into the, the best in the world and he's not the best in the world. He's never the best in the world. It's like, yeah, but, uh, he's still the most fucking talked about guy that walked away like five years ago. His name is still being chanted in arenas. He's still rumored at every fucking turn, every chance you get. Every time you hear about something going on in Chicago or a mystery opponent, it's like, CM Punk? Is it CM Punk? Is it CM Punk? And, like, he's made no fucking inkling that, like, yeah, I might show back up. Like, So I think just that consistent buzz without him even saying a word about it makes him a pretty big fucking deal. Um, the, his ability to, to get over the way he did, and based off of his promo ability, um, you know, he's a good enough wrestler. I, I think... I think overall his psychology and ability to put together a match is what makes Punk great in the ring. I don't think his execution is like, oh, this guy's fucking doing like pinpoint fucking knee strikes like Kenny Omega or this guy's AJ Styles in the ring. But I think like when you put him together in the ring with John Cena and the the spots that they fucking put together and the, the ring work that the two of them combined did, it wasn't what Cena was doing the previous week. So some some kind of mind came into the into play there and it suddenly became a very interesting match and a match that I enjoyed very much that I think they had a few matches and I loved them and that was like another one of those like oh hey guys like remember that Cena can't work shit like look what happens when he gets in there with a guy who wants to work and comes up with a game plan of how everybody's gonna look good in his match and 
And I fucking like that. That's where Punk gets his credit for me. And knowing that he's a guy that Triple H didn't want him in the fucking company, and he still became the biggest star in the fucking company, or one of the biggest stars in the company. You know, what I mean that that's not an easy task to have one of the people so high up in the company like fuck this guy. And despite that, he still got so over with the crowd that it was undeniable, and they had to give him fucking titles, and they had to fucking do things with this guy because it was they they couldn't fucking fight the crowd reaction that they got. So that that's why I give Punk all the credit I give him, and um, you know, he, I, I'm definitely a CM Punk guy. Um, and, and again, you know, I've heard the story since back in the fucking indie stuff. You know, when he went to CZW and him and Justice Payne, but uh, how many people have great things to say about Justice Payne? You know, CZW was something in its own right. It was its own company. It had its own build. It had its own reputation. And amongst the CZW loyals, they didn't need to prove shit to anybody. Well, CM Punk had that same attitude because where he was, he didn't need to prove shit to anybody. So it was a company that already had a chip on its shoulder. Zandig wasn't about, he didn't give a fuck where you came from. He was like, show me what the fuck you got today because I don't give a shit what you've done. Oh yeah, 90 minutes with Hero, who gives a shit? Show me what you got, this is CZW. And not everybody's looking to show up and, and try to prove themselves to John Zandig. And, you know, and Justice Payne, who who is a guy who does not have a glowing reputation of getting along with everybody and being super easy to work with. I mean, these are the two guys that were scheduled to go work in the ring. So, you know, it, it was not a good pairing. <clears throat> it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like botched all over the fucking place. It just wasn't, again, it wasn't a monumental match. It wasn't something that, you know, people were going to go home and remember. Um, It's it just... Again, like, bad circumstances, wrong place, wrong time, all of that whole thing just did not come together. It didn't even make sense for John Zandig to be doing business with a guy like CM Punk because neither one of those guys were going to budge or be, like, the humble of the two to be like, all right, yeah, well, look, I, I know you're a certain way, but I'll do what we got to do to make this work or whatever. Neither one of those guys were those type of guy. So, you know, it was what it was. But, I mean, when it came to doing, like, unprofessional bullshit, I mean, Ring of Honor, fucking Teddy Hart was the guy who did unprofessional bullshit on a regular basis. And in the eyes of many fans now, he's still the guy. He's fucking awesome. I love Teddy, but CM Punk's a fucking asshole. Like, well, I mean, CM Punk kind of did a whole shitload for Ring of Honor. You know, that that Raven feud was unbelievable. And that, that definitely helped solidify him as a guy who could be in the WWE. And when you see the type of things that he did, and he doesn't even want to take credit for it himself either. But be honest, he kind of opened the fucking door to the indie guys heading into the WWE. So, I mean, if that was the beginning of all of this, look at the fucking landscape of the WWE right now. Look at look at the amount of guys who were indie guys in the WWE right now. And if he was the guy that kind of broke that fucking mold, or at least opened the, the door a little bit for everybody else to kick it open and run through it, well, shit. Um, you gotta give him credit for fucking something. He's not just some bum that got lucky. He's a guy that, that really didn't fit the mold of WWE, and he made himself a fucking he made himself a place to be. Um, made a name for himself there as he became a household name. The guy who was just working fucking Ian Rotten shows and shit. So, 
you know, and not, not everybody needs to be your fucking pal. And when people run up to guys in airports, maybe, maybe sometimes they do tell you to go fuck yourself because dude, you know, like you saw the way that that kid treated John Cena in the fucking supermarket or wherever the fuck that was. Where he's going like blocka blocka and all, all that other stupid shit. John Cena was just like, okay, pal. Well, look, I, I really appreciate it if you didn't. I mean, some people just go fuck you, get the fuck out of here, and then they go back online and be like, oh, sorry. CM Punk told me to fuck myself. This guy's an asshole. It's like, well, I mean, not everybody's looking to be like um, super, you know, protective of your uh, your feelings when you act like a complete dickhead. So I don't know. You know, and I'm not saying Punk doesn't have any bit of, you know, fault in any situation or anything like that. But, eh, you know, this is kind of the ball that they run with. And now, especially now with this sensitive society, this fucking dude couldn't, this dude can't breathe wrong without somebody calling him an asshole for doing it. You know, again, I, I thought he came off fucking perfectly fine in the interview, but people are still going to pin him as that fucking asshole. He hates wrestling. I bought his house. Like, no, you, you really didn't. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that, um, man, I had another situation. This is something that doesn't involve wrestling or anything like that. And I, I honestly, I don't even know how I got to be friends with this fucking person. Um, there's this chick, um, Shawnice Brown is her name. She goes by tiny hippie on Instagram, right? And I'm not sure how I became friends with her because I don't remember her posting any kind of wrestling type things like that. Um, she doesn't fit the bill of like the random Instagram models that I'll randomly like or whatever, you know, just follow, you know, that type of thing. Um, she's not a bad looking girl or anything like that, but I, I know I didn't like seek this person out or like follow her based on pictures or any kind of shit like that. So there usually has to be like a common bond or I don't even want to say bond, but a common interest and a reason why they would click follow on me. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But she, I, I had her as a friend on Facebook and I had her as a follow whatever the fuck on Instagram. And she would post a lot of fucking pictures of animals like squirrels in her yard. She would feed the fucking squirrels in her yard, which is fucking awesome to me because I feed the squirrels every fucking morning. Like I have a, like a, a room garbage can, like one of those flip top lid garbage cans that are full to the fucking top. Well, it's about halfway down now. I have to re up soon, but that's, um, that's full of fucking peanuts. And every morning I take handfuls and I go out front and I fucking throw them to the squirrels. I mean, these motherfuckers are on their hind legs. When I go to the front door, like you come in motherfucker, <laughs> like, like, uh, you know, I, so I respect that type of thing. You know what I mean? I, I love to see people who are like out there with animals and stuff. And I think she lives in like Colorado or something. There's been a couple occasions where she would start posting like crazy shit, like, uh, fucking, you know, I'm fat and I'm, oh, no one likes me and my family hates me. And I, I would try to like post some sort of positivity and shit and just be like, you know, focus on the family, you know, that, that, that are right with you. Cause you, you know, you clearly, I mean, in the picture, she'll be smiling with her husband and her daughter and shit like that. And I'm like, oh, just, just fuck, you know, whatever your, your uncle or father, wherever the fuck you got issues with, like, never mind that shit. Focus on the family you built right there, you know? And she, oh, you know, thank you. Always really nice, right? And uh, so that that was like the the situation there. So the other day, she posted some shit, and again, like, she calls herself tiny hippie or whatever. 
And I, you know, look, uh, do what you want to do. Call yourself what you want to call you. I'm not a fucking hippie. I'm not gonna. I'm not rolling that way. Like to me, like hippies are fucking like burnouts and just like fucking dirt people. You know what I mean? Like non-showering, just fucking hey, whatever, man. Just fucking like. Yeah, you don't see many with jobs. Like it's just not, you know, that that to me the label doesn't speak to like very productive, intelligent person like that. It's like, you know, maybe deep thinker would be like, yeah, man, you ever think about fucking why you drive on the parkway and park in the driveway, man? <laughs> like shit like that, but not like, you know, like. Okay, we're gonna go get the shit done. Like, oh, let me get my hippie buddy. He'll help me figure it out. Like, it's usually usually not like that. And um, I'm rolling on an edible right now, man. I don't know if I could help you with that. You know, like it just just doesn't to me just strike me as definitely anything that I would consider myself. So, and, and again, like, it, so let me just get to the thing. So she posted something with a picture, and it was like you know the squirrels. I think she was feeding the fucking squirrels out there or whatever. And she posted something like, uh, I'm a hippie. I like, uh, I love wildlife and nature and uh, weather and animals of all sorts and the outdoors. Um, do you have a little hippie in you too? That's, that's like what her post was or whatever. So, and I don't know, I guess, well, it definitely rubbed her the wrong way, but I just like commented on it and said like, you know, you, you don't have to be a hippie to love wilderness and, you know, the outdoors and your environment, you know, to, to actually enjoy like animals. You don't have to be a hippie. And she said some shit like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then, like, fucking sent me, like, a private message on on the Instagram. It was like, what's your problem? And I'm like, no, no, no I, I think you misunderstood what I'm saying. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But, like, I, I don't consider myself a hippie. And, like, I, I like all the things that you like. I just, I don't think that makes you a hippie. I mean, if that's what you would like to be, like, then, then. Go be a hippie. She's like, well, I'm not a traditional type, you know, old, old hippie. And I'm like, all right, I mean, whatever you want to be. But I, I just don't, you know, I just, I just think, you know, if, if you respect nature and those type of things, it makes you like a good person. Like it doesn't necessarily make you a hippie. And she's like, well, who are you to tell me what I am? And I'm like, I, 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 I really didn't even mean to offend you in this and just kind of saying like, you know, liking nature doesn't make you a hippie and not even saying that you can't be a hippie. I'm just saying like, it just, <laughs> you're in a fucking bad direction. This is the society, man. Like you can't even converse with people. And then, and then I said, like, if you would just go up and, and read the, the, what I said to you again, like maybe you'd understand. And she's like, Oh, okay. Now I'm stupid. Bye. And then just fucking deleted me. Block me over there. So I'm just like, I, I don't know what the fuck, man. I, I don't know how to communicate with these fucking people in this society anymore. I, I really don't. I've just had a fucking enough of them. Because I, there was no, like, there was no intention for me to be like, 
you know, like I, I, I get at motherfuckers and like, this was not that this was, <laughs> this was not that at all. Just like, yeah, you know, I mean, you can respect wilderness and, 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 uh, you know, that type of thing and enjoy your surroundings and, and nature without, you know, really being like a hippie that doesn't just make you a hippie, but I'm, you know, and she, she just couldn't fucking understand that logic at all. Just fucking wild. I, I don't understand people. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, let me see. Superhuman is apparently going to be wrestling now. He's, uh, fucking booked in some kind of six man or some kind of bullshit. And then, he, I mean, he's booked for the GCW show, but I don't know if he's actually wrestling on that. I'd imagine if they're throwing him in matches elsewhere and shit like that, who knows? Maybe they are going to throw him into some form of match. I don't know. They haven't, you know, announced anything of that nature yet. But, uh, yeah, fucking weird. It's real weird. The fucking dude is untrained. He's he's just like this shitty backyard kid who jumps off of things. Um, A lot of, like, his shit is kind of burning out now, too, especially because, um, to me, I mean, dude could have fucking 8 billion followers and be making money off of it and doesn't matter what I think. But, um, like when he was just jumping off of shit onto shit, I, I enjoyed that. I, I like that. Um, but now like with this good friend, Paul thing, it's just like a couple assholes, like fake wrestling in their backyard. And I don't, I'm not into that. I'm not into that at all. Them doing like shitty moves together and then, like, Paul is going to become a thing, and then maybe he gets fucking rich off it. Just, I'm, I'm not I'm not with it. Fuck this guy. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, he's going to get hurt on somebody's fucking wrestling show, and then, you know, whatever heat's going to come from that. But who gives a shit? Um, I just think it's crazy. I mean, I guess, you know, whatever the fuck you do. I mean, there's those kids that do the slime shit. They... they make slime of all sorts on YouTube, and, and they make, like, fucking tons of money. Like, tens of thousands of fucking dollars. Their family's rich because their kid's filming themselves making slime on YouTube, and other kids are following them and sharing it. And It's fucking bananas, man. I, I'm having a hard time understanding the world. You know? But that That's, that's the same, uh... same, uh thread or whatever you want to call it that uh makes superhuman a famous guy just for being an idiot in his fucking yard um let me see Shaheen wants to know is it hard to eat chicken while owning chickens um no um I could never eat my chicken if I'm able to mentally separate myself from the foods that I eat you know, I'm, I, I love animals more than people. And, um, I, I just, uh, you know, you, you see chicken, it's just like a beige fucking slab of fucking something like a oval or, you know, whatever triangular shape of something. When I see my chickens, you know, in the yard, they're, they're, they're covered in feathers, you know, out in my pen, they're covered in beautiful feathers, and I could see their face and their eyes, and, you know, uh, the moving fucking creature, you know, and I'm able to separate myself from that. Now, I couldn't be the type of person that 
eats my own chickens where like even if someone else were to be killing them and processing them and whatever and then I later on ate that knowing that I was eating you know one of my pets I couldn't do that I could never be a farm guy like that where like yeah yeah take care of them take great care of them well it's time to die and fucking dinner time that that wouldn't work for me um you know Nina and my oldest daughter Mary Jane they um they both went fucking vegetarian or or pescatarian whatever the fuck that we need fish uh they they did that thing as soon as we got chickens like no i can't fucking handle eating it anymore so i mean good for them Uh, that's cool and all um yeah i i can't imagine doing that um again you know more power to anybody doing it but uh i'm able to separate myself from this to that you know i i don't i'm not gonna go watch fucking like videos of you know, the way this shit's killed in factories and the terrible conditions they're kept in. Because, you know, you start watching that shit and then you're trying to, you know, you're putting too much reality into to what's going on. I don't want to fucking be depressed. I don't, I don't want to be upset and angry at, you know, everyday stuff. That's why I don't go too deep into politics because you, you look too deep and you're just fucking angry all the time. You're just like, I hate... I hate what the fuck's going on. You hear what they're doing with this? Oh, we're fucked now. Everything's fucked. Oh, every day we're fucked. It's like, yeah, I'd just rather, just rather not, you know? Like, uh, there's obviously going to be negatives you have to deal with in life, but, I mean, why go out of your way to fucking find them and, and dwell on them and, you know? Because the reality of that shit is, and again, I have nothing against people who, who go vegan, vegetarian, all of that stuff. Much respect to all of that. But, like, you're not moving the fucking needle as far as, um, the animals that are dying. Um, you're not consuming them, and that's great. Again, I, this isn't, like, some way of me throwing shade, but if I could actually legitimately say that, like, if I stopped eating meat, they would kill X amount less. They won't. They absolutely won't. There, there is so much leeway within the, the the food system that they have like so much extra buffer or whatever the term would be expendable that they, they readily throw away meat on a regular basis in the supermarkets. Oh, this is over date, throw it away. This is over meat, throw it away. This is over. So, I mean, this shit is going to waste. This shit is like, those animals are dying for nothing. Um, so, I mean, it, it, there's no chance that, yeah, like, if, if I did it and you did it and you did it and you did it and we all did it, then they'd have to stop. Yeah, but that's not going to happen in our fucking lifetime. And, again, like, if you don't want to eat meat and you don't want to do that personally and you don't want to personally ingest things that have gone through these different I again, I, I respect it, but I, I can't legitimize doing it in my own Right. And honestly, like I see the food that y'all are eating and it's garbage. It's fucking absolute garbage. I'm a picky motherfucker when it comes to food. And, and you guys keep trying to like replicate the actual thing you quit eating. There's not like, oh, well, you know, I stopped eating chicken. So now I, I just eat the shit out of some broccoli. It's like, no, I eat this fucking mashed up. It's, it's faux chicken. This, uh, this fucking, it's, it's fake chicken. And, uh, this is the best ficking I've ever had, you know, like this, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't look fucking anywhere near good. 
and it, it's only going to be like almost as good or sort of kind of like something I used to, da, 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 but I, I don't know. Again, more power to you, but it's just not for me. And I am able to separate, that is the long fucking answer, but I am able to separate the animal from the, um, the plate, you know, which is kind of mandatory for me in order to continue to eat, you know, because otherwise I'd, you know, I'd fuck my head up with it. But like if part of the meal included like their face, I'd, I'd have to stop eating. There's no way I could look at these motherfuckers like that. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I, even as, as people, like I don't even like the fucking Briscoe brothers as people because they fucking, they kill chickens like on a regular basis. Like that's, that's part of their fucking life. Like, so I, I don't even like that. I've seen the, them like breed pit bulls and like fucking kill chickens and shit. Like, so I don't, I don't even like them as people. They're one of the best tag teams in the world, hands down, but I don't even like them as people because that's like, that's their life. So knowing that like, they comfortably kill chickens like that, like physically do it themselves. Like I, I don't, I don't like these motherfuckers. Yeah, you know I mean, so that's that's just me. I mean, I guess there's different lines that everybody draws, and you know, ways that they they feel about whoever, but it's just not my type of motherfucker, you know. So I don't know. Um, let me see. Let's get into the G Raver thing. So, G Raver got back from, um. <laughs> G Raver got back from uh, a successful tour of Japan. He went over to Japan and uh, absolutely killed it. I mean, one on one with fucking Jun Kasai, piles of fucking light tubes, like insane shit, a- amazing. Um, I mean, these these guys really made their fucking dreams come true over there. They they stepped that shit up to another level. And, um, you know, uh, very, very happy for them. And a, and a guy like G Raver is one of the nicest fucking people you'll ever meet. Um, you know, in, in the world of wrestling, he, he's just, he's just a good guy. Um, so you don't want to see him get hurt. And I, I don't want to see I I don't want to say that I don't want to see anyone get hurt because there's some people I, I wouldn't mind seeing get hurt. You know, I mean, it's just, I just don't live that way where I, I fucking wish everybody the best. A lot of people can go fuck themselves. So, um, but I, I don't want to see G Raver get hurt. He's a fucking nice guy. He's a talented fucking tattoo artist. Um, that, that's not, that's not what I want to see. So anyway, uh, he goes for this, uh, suplex spot. It's kind of like the brain buster spot that El Generico used to do. But um, him and Jimmy Lloyd have done it multiple times, and it's on top of the ladder. So they put the light tubes on top of the ladder, go for, like, the brain buster spot, so you get, like, the half a suplex, and then drop them down, bust the light tubes, you fall off the ladder, that type of deal. Um, so I guess uh, by G. Raver's telling of the story, the ladder was shitty, they were super fucking tired because they just got back from Japan the day prior. And they went to Chicago, I believe, for this show, the two cups stuffed, which again, I you know, I went into that whole naming of that shit, but we won't do that again. Um check the archives. Um so then he goes up for this thing and because it was a shitty ladder, they were exhausted. 
And then G Raver tried to use the, um, you know, the thing that says this is not a step. Well, he tried to use it as a step. <laughs> so you wait for it. It didn't work as a step. Um, so the thing kind of just gave, and then that didn't give Jimmy any leverage to get him up the way that he wanted to get him up. So it made it look like Jimmy just fucking dropped him on top of the fucking ladder. But, you know, um, G-Raver's got to be able to boost himself up a little bit for this thing to look any good at all. And he wasn't able to do that. So he ended up kind of being dead weight on the other side of the ladder. He fucking dropped down and arm dragged across the ladder and pretty much did like the Nick Gage shit where he cut himself real fucking deep in like the fucking armpit area, like under the arm in that inside of the arm shit went real fucking deep and fucked shit up. Fucked shit up bad. Um, so this guy, I mean, this guy is fucked. Like, really, really fucked. Um, apparently, uh, it, it did, like, major nerve and tendon damage, and that's shit that you need to fix, like, right away. And the clock's ticking on you fixing it, and if you don't fix it soon enough, it becomes irreparable. Um, the longer you wait, the more of a fucking genius of a doctor you need in order to fix it. Because now your average doctor's like, fuck, I'm not getting involved in that shit. Because, you know, you wind up with malpractice lawsuits and all sorts of like, you know, uh, this and that. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not having that shit. If they know that like, yo, this, there's a tall order for me to fix this fucking thing. And, um... It becomes like, oh, no, like, you need a motherfucker that won, like, awards and shit to do this, like, fucking four or five days after the, the fact. And so, unfortunately, like, a lot of this shit just might be fucking permanent. Like, his arm might be completely fucked, like, forever. Um, I, I'm hoping he finds another avenue, another, you know, way around this. Um, his tattooing hand is the other hand. Um, now... You still need that second hand to stretch the skin and move things around and all of that stuff. So I'm hoping that through some form of, I don't know if he can get any surgery, but maybe that and some physical therapy and some kind of shit and maybe kind of teach that hand to do enough to figure out how to to do his job because he's a very talented artist. And, um, that's, that's his major living. I, you know, I always say with this wrestling shit, man, this is, this is a fucking hobby. You guys are like, you know, uh, unless you, you have some, you know, WWE or whatever the fuck, um, possibilities where you could really get paid enough to just set yourself up for life. Because at certain, at a certain point, I know some wrestlers have defied that in sixties and seventies, still dragging himself out to the fucking ring. But at some point, it's going to turn off and you can't keep fucking going out there to the ring. There's not like a, you know, geriatric fucking wrestling federation. So you really got to be like at a high fucking level of star in order to even be wanted to walk and drag yourself out there at an advanced stage. So there's going to be a point where this fucking stops and what's your backup plan. And if there is nothing, then you're a fucking loser. You're an absolute fucking loser for wasting that amount of your fucking time and, and life while you were young, set up nothing for yourself. And then look back at the fans. Like I have nothing, man, just feed me. But a guy like G Raver is a guy who has an actual fucking career in tattooing and doing amazing fucking art. 
and and again, such a kind-hearted guy that like you want to see this guy do well. You want to see this guy go out there, kill it in wrestling, and walk away from it and not be fucking paralyzed. And you know when he hit the back of his fucking head, and they were like, you know, this fucking guy like went out and shit like that and could have some major fucking like brain damage off the the shit that went on. Like he just fucking dodged that bullet. And now we're talking about his fucking arm being fucked. So now on to what Jim Cornette said. Jim Cornette said, because someone, someone shared the clip to him. Because, this is, you know, this is what people do. They're like, oh, fucking, this is stupid shit. Wait till Jim Cornette sees it. Which, let's not get it fucked up, because this is a lot of my stance here. This is stupid shit. Like, we're not going to pretend like this isn't stupid shit. This is real stupid shit. But we'll get back to how stupid it is. Um, so he, he put, that's a nasty little nick the guy got on his arm there at the end. If the fans were lucky, they probably stopped the show so everyone could watch this idiot bleed out. So now, G-Raver, as well as the whole fucking indie deathmatch wrestling scene, are furious. If I see Jim Cornette, I'll beat the shit out of him. How dare you want him to bleed out? That's not what he even fucking said, for starters. What he said to me, and I believe through his fucking words too, and I'll I'll have to um, listen to his show from this week because he probably covered it, but um, he's taking a shot at the fans who are fucking dying to see this type of shit. And it, this is this is the thing, man. Like deathmatch wrestling exists. Because of fucking weirdos. Just like fucking women's wrestling exists because of fucking weirdos. Different types of weirdos, but fucking weirdos. Now, there are some fans out there that love great wrestling, and they love the fucking, the art of deathmatch wrestling. I consider myself one of those, you know, um, when I considered myself a fan of wrestling. Um... I liked wrestling. So when you added that element of deathmatch and the violence and the, those type of things, I liked that quite a bit. Um, and again, on the female side of things, there are tremendously talented females, and that's, that's good wrestling. But when you fill an entire card with women and fucking 75 to 85% of them are absolutely fucking terrible. Run awkward, fucking hit the ropes awkward, pick a pick somebody up awkward, fall awkward, have weird fucking looking emotions, don't fucking like they're not believable in any way, walk really robotic, turn and pivot like real not smooth at all. Like that's the majority of the fucking like if you watch these WSU shows and shit like that, most of them aren't anywhere near an actual fucking decent wrestling match. If you just completely took them out of the context of being females and you just fucking put masks and fucking, you know, uh, you know, some kind of corset or some shit to tape them down. So you didn't even know what sex they were and they were just masked wrestlers. Let's just pin them as luchadors. And, and you watch this match and you're like, is this a good match? And you'd be like, yeah, not really. They were really just, 
really green and, and slow moving. Um, the transitions between everything just looked like shit. Like the strikes didn't look believable. None of that. And then they take their mask off and it's a girl and be like, Oh shit, I'm buying that eight by 10 right now. Like, um, yeah, cause you're a fucking weirdo. You're not about wrestling. And what I say about the deathmatch wrestling, it's because I fucking attended this shit for over fucking 10 years. And I would sit in the crowd and I would watch a match that I knew was going to go along the deathmatch line of things. And, and then there were ones that weren't. There were ones that were never even planned on being fucking deathmatch. But the CZW, that, that big main event, that big deathmatch main event, pulled in some fucking weirdos. And you'd hear them in the crowd. Motherfuckers would barely lock up. And they'd go, we want some fucking blood. Use some fucking barbed wire. Set them on fire or fucking something. Those motherfuckers don't like wrestling. I hate to break the fucking news to you. A good part of your fucking audience wants to see you hurt. That's what they fucking want. And you could play both sides of the fence where we're like, we just want to see fucking blood. Oh, brother, I hope you're all right. I hope everything's okay with you. Not really, because your sole fucking purpose is you wanted to see this motherfucker bleed. You wanted to see some real dangerous shit go on. But, oh, I, I hope you're well enough to do it again for me next month. Like, that, that's all the fuck they care about. There were, there were uh, you know, CCW shows where, I'm watching a fucking classic. I'm watching, you know, uh, fucking Trent Acid and Ruckus. And there's fucking fans in the crowd going, we want some fucking blood. And it's like, shut your fucking hillbilly ass up. This is bullshit. They don't like fucking wrestling. So when you get some of these fans that they just want to see the most blood in the fucking world. You know, there's some shock and awe shit. They're like, look, I... You end up, and I, you know, as I've as I've matured and and gotten older, a lot of these spots and a lot of these things that I see and this pushing the limit shit, it doesn't pop me anymore. It makes me go, Jesus Christ, shake my head. You know what the fuck? These guys are. Why the fuck are they doing this? You know, like, and I get like the pop of the crowd, the rush of this, the whatever, you know, all that, the love of the thing, but like. There's so much of it, it's for nothing. It's for fucking nothing. And that's a lot of what I was saying when GCW was doing fucking five, six death matches on the card. You're shitting on your own fucking pain. Like, you guys are fucking walking away with this from lifelong scars. And you'd be like, oh, you know, where'd you get that scar from? Oh, it was the 200 light tube match, 200 light tube, no rope barbed wire match, second match on the card. I, you probably don't remember it because, you know, fucking... uh you know, uh, Schlack and Crane stole the show, like, fucking four matches later. So, like, yeah, I mean, th- this match was the craziest match of my career. But, you know, no one even mentions it because, you know, it was, it was, it was like the first of five death matches. So, I guess it's, you know, that's just for me to know about. I mean, you can go back and watch it. It was a great match. But, you know, I just, and this is, this is what so much of this shit has turned into, you know. And that's why, like. Look, I'm not in the school of of everything that Cornette says. Um, But when... I hate violence for the sake of violence. I fucking hate it. It's a cop-out. It's a bullshit cop-out. There's no build. There's no story. There's no anything. I I used to see, when I'd, I'd watch CZW, 
And they would lead feuds into these crazy fucking blood-filled fucking just massacre matches. The Zandig and the Lobos, which I always point to. But so many of these matches like that, this was a feud that led into some major shit. And the best thing that you could have on your roster is some guys that are willing to take it to that level. That you could build a feud around, and when that feud comes to a fucking head, when that feud fucking hits its fucking pinnacle, these motherfuckers are going to put on a fucking massacre out there for you. That is what the fucking finale of your feud is going to be. Now, the longevity of those guys might be lower because they go to that extent, but maybe not as much as now when motherfuckers are out there every fucking show. Okay, you're in another bar bar match. You're in another light tube. You're in another this. You're another that. You're another that. You're another that. And yeah, these guys might be deathmatch wrestlers, but there's a difference between, okay... We're doing some shit in a program with this guy. You know, we're going to do a couple crazy table spots. We're going to do a couple nutty bumps. We're going to do a couple real fucking, you know, crazy chair spots, this and that. Then the next month, oh, yo, fucking, uh, this guy didn't like that you went under the fucking ring the way you hit him with that ladder. You want to bring out ladders, motherfucker? Next month's a ladder match. Now you got the fucking ladders involved. Now you're taking crazy, crazy height ladder spot over to the fucking outside. You're doing that crazy shit. Shit's continuing to progress, and, you know, whatever, it's fucking guys frustrated, you know, you're getting fucking, I'm fucking tired of your shit, you know what, next month, fucking no rope barbed wire, you know, and now, now we're turned the fuck up. Um, some of their feuds used to lead to their deathmatch tournaments, which, eh, you know, it's problematic, because it's tough to lead a feud to the first round. Because then one of those guys goes out, and it's like you put in so much energy and time towards these feuds, and then first round, someone's going to fuck home. So, like, there, there's only so much to that that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, and, and to give away your whole fucking tournament because you know these guys are feuding and they're going to meet in the finals, that, that kind of sucks too. But, again, it's something. It's fucking something. Deathmatch tournaments definitely open the door for nothing mattering anymore. Um, and I... I enjoy a lot of fucking deathmatch tournaments, but like this spot with Braver, like what, what fucking, it was the only deathmatch spot in the whole fucking match. They did a bunch of nutty spots, but this was the only thing that involved glass in the match. According to Raver, they just did piles of fucking tubes in Japan. And this one fucking spot that just had to happen could fucking end this guy's fucking career on two sides of things. This dude might have no fucking living going forward. So when a guy criticizes the fans for being the ones that are all about signing up to see this shit, that's what he's criticizing. He's criticizing the idiot fucking mouth-breathing fans who drink for fucking five hours before the show just to go in there and hope that they see a shitload of blood. And that's their only fucking agenda in that day is to see a shitload of blood. They don't give a fuck if you put on the best match on the fucking planet. If there's not enough blood, they're going home going, ah, I wish they would have bled more. That's that's not, you know, that's not really worrying about your well-being. That's not really um, having your best interests in mind. So when you get really offended by someone saying what they said and, and thinking, this guy wants me to bleed out, nah, I don't think he does. 
Um, I don't think he cares if you do or not when you do things that he finds nonsense or, or reckless or careless or, or things that just have no no reason, no rhyme, reason, or anything, and you're just going to go to the furthest extent of this. But I do think the fans aren't far away from wanting to see you bleed out or at least go to the brink of it and pull out of it and go, oh, that was fucking awesome, dude. I'm so glad you're okay, but holy shit, I loved it. Well, it's it's a real creepy fucking vibe, a lot of these motherfuckers, because I'd sit amongst them, and I would fucking, like, I, I'd i start to get fucking, like, real weirded out by some of these fucking people, people that bring their little ass kids. Like, I used to go to, when I used to go to the arena, there was this fucking guy who would bring his fucking kid, and he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to teach you to do that. We're going to get some barbed wire. I'll show you that shit at home. And I'm like, this dude might make his kid bleed on purpose like do you like he wasn't like joking really i don't know if he's going through with this but he sounded like gung-ho about this shit like yo this is the type of shit we should be doing like whoa i it's it's a very questionable fucking group and um when people who aren't into what what this is this deathmatch culture this deathmatch environment I don't know how offended you could really be. I mean, I guess that's up to you on how offended you are, especially in this environment. But, um, you know, when, when someone uses that type of uh, comment. Now, the other thing is, is you guys are using death as your fucking selling point. Death match, death skulls, fucking violence, fucking death, fucking blood and fucking death and skulls. Fucking, I mean, you got Gage going, I don't care if I fucking die in the fucking ring. Janela said, oh, I hope I die in the fucking ring. How many times a motherfucker's going to scream, I hope I die in the ring, and someone goes, hey, these fucking fans would be lucky to watch you fucking die in the fucking ring. And then it's like, how fucking dare you, Jim Cornette? How dare you insinuate that we could die in this ring? <laughs> like, dude... Your fucking buddy said it five minutes ago. What are you talking about? Like, this shit is crazy. But again, like, there's no money involved in this. There's no end game. There's no anything to be fucking spoken of. There's fucking lifelong scars. There's major fucking injuries with no health insurance. And, and I've said this from the start. If... If the end game or part of the plan is for you to go out there and do the craziest shit on the planet, and then when you hurt yourself doing the craziest shit that I don't want to do, you hit me up and go, dude, I can't even work right now. Can you help support my bills? No. And if I knew that was the plan, I would have told you don't do that shit because I don't have the money. I don't have the money to pay for your fucking hospital bills. So do me a favor and just skip that shit, man. I'm going to be okay. Some of this shit is very, very entertaining. But if it comes down to me paying for the result of it, hey, man, keep it safe. You know what I mean? Keep, keep it safe, bro. You know what I mean? Headlock it up. You know? Even if I tune out and I ain't going to get hit with no bills, I got doctor bills I didn't fucking pay yet. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not really trying to hear about your fucking doctor bills. And I, I think that's great the motherfuckers are helping him and shit like that. And I'm not saying that he personally begged or anything like that. I'm just saying in general, when this becomes a thing, like, help the brother out. He he did so much for us. Like, hey, man, I didn't tell him to do that shit. 
If you would ask me, hey, uh, just got back from Japan, gonna do some uh, on top of the ladder with the light tube shit. Uh, you think it's a good idea? I'd be like, fuck no, no, no don't do that shit, man. Nah, you know, sit this one out, man. You just had fucking war with, with the god of fucking ultraviolence in in uh in Japan. Why don't you why don't you play it light? Play it light, you know, bask in the fucking afterglow with this fucking uh Japan shit that you just did. Yeah, you know I mean. You should definitely be like in your refractory period from that shit. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, just just play it fucking close to the best. You know, but but again, like, just keep going, just keep going, 100 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour, and then when you fucking flip your car, oh dude, you guys should buy me a new car because like I didn't have the money to replace that car. Well, I mean, you're driving like a fucking asshole every day, so I I didn't know that you were unaware of what could have happened to you. You know, and and I hope he comes out on the other side of this and somehow mends all these things and makes better decisions. I really do because he's a fucking great guy. But like this this lack of reality that's tied to this shit, where Jim Cornette's just a piece of shit and everyone should punch him in the face when they see him. I mean, I, I think you guys should pump your fucking brakes because uh, he didn't do any of this shit to you guys. This is all on you, and and then. When you put yourself in these situations, everyone should be sensitive to, to your your injury. Again, like, they don't know you like that. They just know you're doing, like, complete dumb fucking shit out there. So when you're doing dumb shit and your average common person who doesn't, he doesn't subscribe to that shit, sees you get hurt and he's like, oh, that's what you get, stupid ass. These fucking fans that sit there and watch you bleed out because they do, they are. They're bloodthirsty fucking assholes. A lot of them. A lot of them. There's exceptions all over the place. There's people that actually like wrestling and like to see some, you know, violence and, and death matches and the spots and this and that. And then there's people that just don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about anything unless there's bleeding, unless there's there's in like pretty much injuries. You know? Um, there, there was a shock and awe level of that shit that it, it used to carry in, in my viewership. Because when I showed motherfuckers who never saw anything like that before, I'd show them, hey, here's here's the spot where fucking Necro's arm got fucking melon balled when Pondo threw him in between the ladders with a bunch of fucking light tubes sticking in all sorts of directions. Here's that crazy shit. Here's where Mitch Page got hit in the side of the head with the fucking clock and almost bled out. Here's where fucking uh, diehard Dustin Lee got his fucking, his back melon balled out by a fucking light tube because he took it wrong. Here's where that asshole blood got thrown into a fucking, uh, a shopping cart. And he's a nice guy. I don't want to say asshole like that, but that was an asshole move. He got thrown into a fucking shopping cart and a fucking trash can with a fill of fucking light tubes sticking straight up. Like, what the fuck? And he pulled his fucking thing out. His whole leg was hanging way the fuck open, like right in front of me. I almost threw up in this guy's fucking leg. Here's that spot. Here's this spot. Here's that spot. Hey, here, you know, these are the spots that you fucking pull out to show motherfuckers and be like, isn't this the craziest, stupidest shit you've ever seen? But as you get older, you start to go like, all right, guys, like, Jesus fucking Christ, enough already. Like, it's it's a little much, you know? I, if that's what you want to do with your life, that's fine. But, like, I just don't want to hear, you know, the sensitivity of, like, oh, dude. It's like it's not a, like you didn't get out of your shower and fucking slip and the fucking shower door fucked your world up. Like, you, like, said, like, fucking bring me more fucking light tubes and fucking 
wrap this fucking ring in barbed wire. Pull the canvas off. Do we got concrete? Let's get the concrete in here. Let's do this. And motherfuckers get hurt and be like, dude, you don't don't say anything fucked up, man. He's a great guy. And again, uh, I said it a lot of times as far as G. Raver goes, he's he's a great guy. Great fucking guy, and I wish him all the best. I hope he recovers well. I hope he's able to get some kind of surgery that writes things. But uh, it's not looking good. And this this is the result of, of stupid shit. You know? So, well, what can I tell you? Um, so, um, AEW. AEW did their fucking show. Um, I didn't watch the whole fucking thing. I saw little bits and pieces of it. Um, I pretty much turned it on during the end of the Janela-Jimmy Havoc-Darby Allen match. And they did a bunch of crazy spots, so I pretty much saw, like, the replays on that. And, um... I, look, crazy fucking spots all over the place, all of this shit. Um, Janela continually looking like a guy who shouldn't be on TV physically. Um, he could do all the crazy shit, this and that. But again, he, he's not the winner of this fucking match. He's just a fucking, he's, he's just a role player. They put over Jimmy fucking Havoc. Jimmy, they put over Jimmy Havoc in this match. The guy with the least going for him as far as I'm concerned. I, I I wouldn't put a lot of fucking stock in Jimmy Havoc at all. Janela, you know, he, he's got something. He's got some charisma. He's got some fucking abilities. He's been around a while. I, and I know Jimmy Havoc's been around or whatever, but um, Joey can get his fucking shit together, get in the fucking gym, take his shit seriously, and, and, and you know, go out there. And he's, he's worked some top fucking level athletes. And then worked some really good fucking matches. He's a risk taker, but he's able to play roles too. Like Jimmy Havoc just looks like a fucking hot topic kid. That's he just looks like shit. Like there's no getting that guy in the gym, and suddenly he'll look alright. He's still gonna look like shit. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think his wrestling ability is impressive at all. I think a lot of his shit looks completely sloppy. His looks fucking terrible and Darby Allen I, I think is the absolute fucking star I think he you know his whole little dead gimmick whatever skateboarder dead gimmick I think works um his like willing to die to hurt you fucking uh, persona and style works the dude can work his fucking ass off as far as just like technical wrestling in the ring like he's fucking good he's a lot better than people give him credit for and I think he's proved that a lot if you you know you pay attention to his his work, um, but it's it's just weird you know Jimmy Havoc's the guy they went with here, so uh, Joey is yet to win a match. I don't think he's won a match. I I don't remember who won that six man or whatever. Maybe he won in that one or something. But um, yeah, I mean he's he's just kind of like just a do some crazy shit in this match and that'll make it work and you know okay and but. Yeah, it's it's fucking strange. Um, what I did, and I guess we'll go back to this and, and then go forward from there. Real weird, but yeah, this is the way we'll do it. So, I had heard, and it created some outrage on both sides of the fence. Nyla Rose wins 
the fucking uh, women's battle royal for a shot at the first women's title. Um, two Japanese girls who I don't know their names wrestled later in the card for the other spot, which is weird because like, who, I, who the fuck are they? Like they get they get a spot, and I'm sure the people who know that you know the Yoshi or whatever the fuck they know who these these, these girls are. But, like, everybody else has to be in a battle royal, and, like, they just wrestle each other. It's weird. But anyway, so one of the Japanese girls wins. Nyla Rose wins the women's battle royal. And I I was joking about it earlier. I was like, oh, no, dude. She's winning based off of bravery alone. Just bravery. I mean, just no one's brave in that match, so she's going to just bravery alone. And And here's the thing. Um, you know, I've read the statuses and the people, you know, Maven Bentley, oh, you know, if you if you don't fucking, if you don't support Nyla Rose and the, the, her being a women's champion, then you're just transphobic and shit. No, I, I mean, well, I mean, I guess we'll go whatever direction you want. Um, but um, here, here's the fact. She's not good. She looks fucking terrible in the ring. She's not a good wrestler. She she has a terrible fucking build. She was in tons better fucking shape way before she got signed. I remember seeing her like two years ago or so on, on Facebook. And she had motherfuckers lined up not knowing, you know, that that wasn't really just a chick. And they were, hey, baby, da 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 And like, really, you know, thirsty as shit on her page and shit because she was in good shape. She was in the fucking gym all the time and... Um, she seemed to really have her shit together. She was, she was built well and, um, you know, at least had a look then. Now she, she looks like shit. She's in terrible fucking shape. So when we talk about all inclusive and we talk about, you know, people being the same and things like that, that's not what this means. That's, that's what this society has now turned this into. We'll, we'll just put out a complete fucking garbage fucking wrestler who doesn't look good but if you don't support that because it's trans then you're transphobic well again she's not good in my opinion the only reason she has a spot to begin with is because she's trans it's so they can put someone who's trans over as the women's champion and be like look how fucking progressive we are look how fucking heroic we are we have a trans women's champion not because she's a great fucking wrestler fucking mercedes martinez was in that battle royal from what i heard she's got to be towards the the last quarter of her career hopefully she's got a lot more time left she's fucking phenomenally talented she's never got the exposure that she deserved she never got that fucking spotlight. We have this AEW company who's supposedly doing what WWE is scared to do. And you know, we're, we're going to give all this young talent all of these chances that they wouldn't have gotten in WWE because we're fucking AEW and this and that. So why isn't Mercedes Martinez the fucking women's champion? Why isn't she headed towards the fucking the, the title shot for the women's champion? For the women's title, the first ever women's title. She's a fucking veteran. She's fucking great in the ring. She's believable. She can wrestle a fucking guy. And I, I know Tony Khan doesn't like that or whatever, but it's weird because he doesn't like intergender wrestling. But if you're trans, you can wrestle all the fucking women at once, which is 
hey man, like do what you want to do, but like intergender is not the same gender and trans isn't the same gender as women, right? Or no? Is that that's crazy talk, right? I guess I'm just transphobic. So um yeah, it's fucking crazy. And it's a complete publicity move. It's only being done because, again, it gets them the attention that they want. But it's not because, oh, she's fucking awesome. And, and this is what this is what awesome fucking wrestlers get, no matter what their gender, no matter what their you know sexual preference, no matter what they are, they get what they deserve. Because if they're awesome, we look past any, any thing that can be possibly be stereotyped against that's not what's happening they're giving this person a spot because of what they are not because of their performance which is is not the same thing as being inclusive as a matter of fact that's that's selective and that's that's uh biased but again so all of these things have just led it to if you don't like this, you're this. If you don't like this, you don't like this. So you're a, you're a bigot. Yeah, okay, you're a yeah, okay. So if you don't support her being the champion then then you're a bigot. So at this point, like fuck it then. Fuck it then. I'll be a bigot. I I'll, I'll be bigot smalls. Call me just bigot smalls. Now nah, LaRue sucks, motherfucker. Uh. Colin Kaepernick star the hero. Uh, motherfucker. Uh. I don't want to watch your dick spots, cocksucker. <laughs> Fucking go play with your wrestling friends, asshole, at your house. Uh. I mean, that's that's basically what it comes down to. I'll just be big at smalls because if that's what I'm going to be, because I don't believe in shit that, that doesn't have reality tied to it. You know, like... You can't fucking describe to people that, yo, Colin Kaepernick is not about that fucking life. All of a sudden, Jay-Z is a fucking racist because he's not supporting Colin Kaepernick. And he said straight up, like, yo, this movement was never about Colin Kaepernick having a job. Like, when did this shit become about Colin Kaepernick's life? Like, it was supposed to be a movement to bring attention to something that attention has been brought to. So now how do we help going forward from here? motherfuckers are like cancel this motherfucker jay-z he ain't shit to the community really i mean shit that that's wild that's fucking wild as hell but again like people are gonna believe what they want they're just gonna place bigot labels on people that have never had a fucking uh a hateful feeling towards races or 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 sexual uh proclivities is that a, I think that's the word, right? Um, uh, genders or, or any of those things. If something sucks, it sucks. And, and look, I'm a fucking Niners fan with Colin Kaepernick's jersey in my fucking closet. The fact of the matter is, is Colin was fucking, he was, he was found out. He was a running quarterback, like an RG3 who got fucking knocked out too. When they figured his shit out, they targeted him. He started playing scared. I'd sit there in my fucking Kaepernick jersey in the first first fucking quarter through an entire fucking season knowing the game's over and there is no coming back. We are down 7 nothing, 10 nothing, 
and I know there's not a chance we're coming back. You could tell by the way this quarterback fucking played, no fucking way we're coming back. That sucks, dude. And I sat there for the whole fucking season like that, feeling like, fuck, here we go again. He'd, he'd, he'd fucking, he was the fastest quarterback in the NFL. Faster than Russell Wilson. But, but the difference between him and Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson used his legs to evade in the backfield, stay in the backfield, evade until a guy got open and hit that motherfucker downfield. That's what makes Russell Wilson the fucking guy. And, and dude, I hate the Seahawks, so I don't want Russell Wilson to be the guy. But the fact of the matter is that Bruno Mars-looking motherfucker knows how to play football. Colin Kaepernick didn't know how to play fucking football. He could throw the ball pretty far. But as soon as he was under pressure, his accuracy was garbage. He was overthrown. He was underthrown. He was throwing picks. And he was taking more sacks. He was, he was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL for a good year. Um, he, he, just, he was playing fucking scared. When the guy went to the Super Bowl, and let's not get it fucked up. This is my team. I love my fucking team. I am a bigger Niner fan than I am a wrestling fan. So nobody's going to fucking argue this point with me. And you be like, yeah, well, Stats, you had a pretty good year. Shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking mouth. Because he went to the fucking Super Bowl because of a beast fucking defensive team. And he did his fucking thing on offense, but he had one of the greatest running backs of all time in Frank Gore. At the time, Vernon Davis was the fucking man at tight end. He had that. He had the fucking, that defense with fucking Pat Willis. Yo. Pat Willis and motherfucking Navarro Bowman. I mean, that one-two punch was fucking real, man. Like, the middle of the field was a fucking problem. But they don't, they don't want to look at that shit. They don't want to look at that shit. They just want to look at, no, no, but, like, you, you don't understand. Like, he lost it. He lost his job to Blaine fucking Gabbert. Before he started any of this, he showed up to training camp. He, when he went to the Super Bowl, he was in the end zone kissing his muscle. That's what he was doing. He was kissing his bicep. That was his taunt. He would do that shit when he scored. He had no movement. He had no thoughts on anything. He had nothing to say about fucking anything. Interviews after the game were real basic. He had the biggest fucking stage of them all. Nothing to say. He lost his fucking job to a guy who's a joke in the NFL in Blaine Gabbert. Because at the time, Blaine was throwing better fucking footballs than Colin was. He shows up to training camp the next fucking year. That's when the shit started. That's when, that's when he started. When he lost his job to fucking Blaine Gabbert, that's when the shit started. That's when he started suddenly, oh, he's kneeling on the sideline. Uh, apparently, there's I don't know what's going on with him. And now all eyes back on the guy who couldn't fucking start it. He couldn't be starting quarterback anymore because of his performance, because of nothing else but his performance. Now, going forward from there, I didn't even plan on going to a cap thing, but it is what it is. Um, so then he showed up to training camp, 15 pounds lighter in muscle. Those biceps he was kissing weren't even fucking there anymore. They did not exist anymore. His arms were fucking thin as fuck. He showed up smaller after already losing his job to another guy who was trash. And he was wearing fucking cop pig socks. You know, pigs dressed as cops on his socks. Because that's the way to make a change, right? Just saying, fuck the police and, yo, they're a bunch of fucking pigs. That's the way you, that's the way you solve things, right? That's the way you mediate, come together. Um, you weed out the bad ones by calling them all fucking pigs, right? 
It's a bullshit fucking, it's a bullshit thing from the start. He got some fucking traction behind it, and then suddenly it was like, they're holding him down. Blaine Gabbert was Blaine Gabbert, so he got another shot at his job, and in garbage time, he got a bunch of fucking yards. He threw some some decent balls, he got a bunch of yards, but the ball had already started fucking turning in the direction of, this guy is looking to fucking get attention for himself, and not really make himself the best football player he can. So, going forward from that, he fucking, he, he got all the fucking traction he was going to get. He fucking got up out of the fucking NFL because his, his, he had no fucking contract anymore. And so, and he also did this amongst ending a contract. So, like, you don't drop in performance and make yourself a spectacle regardless of your motion or your, your, um, your agenda or your cause. You don't, you don't bring that type of attention to you while you're trying to look for a job. Like imagine walking into a fucking job to fill out an application with a fucking picket sign in one of your hands and being like, Oh yeah. Like, no dude, like I'm just, I'm just marching because, uh, you know, um, Walmart is selling non dolphin safe tuna and I think that's fucking wrong. And, uh, oh, what's this paint? Oh, I was just throwing blood on consumers. Um, but don't worry. I mean, I'm going to be a great employee here at ShopRite. I'm not, you know, you guys don't do that. So, like, I'm just going to be, like, I'll be fine. Like, there's no big deal. Well, th- those people believe in causes, and they have a, a cause, but they're also trying to get a job. So that's a really bad route to get a job. Now, he goes forward from that, and he sues the NFL and gets a settlement. People are still, every time a fucking quarterback gets hurt, they're like, well, why isn't Colin Kaepernick playing? Again, sue your fucking job. Leave your job. Sue them. And then just continue to have people go, why don't you hire that guy back? Like, that's, what? Who the fuck? But again, I, I, I got to be fucking big at smalls on that, you know? Colin Kaepernick. Yo, the fucking guy is going to be, I'm telling you right now, this, this is what I'm calling for, for Cap. He is going to be the face of the XFL. I will be extremely surprised if Vince McMahon does not pour all the fucking money he possibly can into Colin Kaepernick's bank account because the amount of fucking attention he would get and, and Kaepernick will squash these motherfucking B squad fucking practice squad players. He'll fucking annihilate these motherfuckers. And then they'll be like, yo, see, this guy couldn't get a job in the NFL. No one would hire this guy. He's the best guy on the field. Yeah, because he was an NFL player where the majority of the motherfuckers in the NFL, XFL, are not going to be NFL caliber players or they'd be in the fucking NFL. It, it, it's wild, but I, I thought about it, and I, I think I, I guarantee you offers have already been made. If he's already signed, they're just waiting for the right fucking time to blast it into the fucking media. It's either he's turned this shit down because he's done playing football. He just wants to talk about why aren't they signing him to play football. But when it comes down to it, like, there's motherfuckers who don't watch football that will watch the XFL because Colin's getting a chance. Like, pfft. It's a fucking, it's a smart fucking move to get him on there. So anyway, um, amongst this fucking, uh, pay-per-view, now Cody comes and fucking drags 
this fucking dog, this service dog, because obviously, you know, a fucking uh, a top caliber professional wrestler and his model fucking wife need a service dog. For fucking what do they need a service dog? What exactly are they in fucking need of service for? It's fucking crazy. So now they create this big fucking lavish fucking um, entrance. Pyros, music. Uh, there's three tunnels. So, um, you know, they serve as like big kind of undiscovered fucking weird hallways for an animal. And the plan is to walk this fucking dog out after the pyros, through the pyros, and fucking, you know, this is our squad. Got my fucking girlfriend, and she's got my fucking dog, and then I got another friend, his fucking buddy, and, and we just fucking dragged this dog out to the ring with his service dog vest. And um, the dog is fucking terrified. It was the first thing I saw, because I don't give a shit about this entrance to begin with, but I see the dog in this tunnel, and it is like has turned its body around and is trying to head backstage. Like, you know, like that meme with the fucking SpongeBob thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to head out. Like that, that's what the dog's doing. It's just like, all right, I'm going to head out. They're doing fireworks and shit, bro. I'm out of here. Um, and they're just dragging this fucking dog. Just like, nope, you're fucking coming because this is important to me. This, this means something to me for you to be here. They have to know I have a dog. Like this doesn't, this isn't like, what the fuck? kind of necessity is this why why is it necessary for motherfuckers to get cheap pops with fucking animals I, I don't understand it i'll never fucking understand it so so they drag this service dog who now needs a fucking service dog this dog needs a therapy dog um to the fucking ring for no reason just for the entrance okay your fucking stress is done dog now we'll drag you to the back again we just needed you to walk out there so we know you know the fans understand that we have a dog and that's awesome and you know it's fucking service dog so that shows you anyone can get a service dog they might as well just like run a fucking advertisement for like whatever the the service dog fee is but like you know They'll get fucking tons of service dog revenue going in whatever state they're in. Like, look, you could have a service dog, too. Like, if you ever just want, like, your dog in a store, like, fucking go get it certified. You, you ever get in an apartment and they said, like, no pets? Fuck you. It's a service dog, bitch. Like, you you could just, you know, just start advertising that shit. You know? Um, it's all a bunch of bullshit. And um, so he fucking... Uh, Drags his fucking dog out. And now, obviously, you know, wrestling fans have no fucking morals. So they're all like, it's not a big fucking deal, this and that. Don Tony apparently posts some shit, you know. And Don Tony, like, he talks, like, such big shit. But, like, he'd be the first one to get his goddamn head knocked off if he stood in front of half the people he talks shit about. Don Tony's always been a fucking clown. He's a fucking clown that that just, just talks big fucking, like, yeah, I'm a fucking mobster. A fucking... Uh, fucking Howard Beach, and yeah, we used to be racist, and it was fucking cool to be racist, so we're fucking, that's how I feel, you know, I did fucking flyers for XPW, and fucking, you know, this will fucking fuck CZW, I don't like those fucking guys, because it didn't work when XPW tried to take over their fucking house, so I was flyering, you know, and all this bullshit, this guy had fundraisers for his fucking dog, and then when he comes down to it, he's like, yeah, all you ballless pussy motherfuckers, shut the fuck up. 
oh, you should be fighting your fucking neighbors on 4th of July because that scares your fucking dog too. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. And you're a coward too because you don't go in public. You don't go in places. It was like a miracle when you showed up to fucking WrestleMania weekend. You haven't met your fucking co-host. You've been doing shows for fucking 10 years. 15, 20 fucking years, however many fucking years it's been. At least fucking 15, because I've been doing this shit nine, and he's way, way before me doing his shit. You haven't met your fucking co-host. You both live in New York. <laughs> and you, you haven't met your fucking co-host, because that's the level of coward you are. You know? It, it's fucking crazy. But you talk all this wild, you know, fucking pussies, ballless. Shut the fuck up fucking clown you you should fight your neighbors because your dog's scared on 4th of July so his logic is if you don't go and fight everybody in your neighborhood that lights fireworks and might be scaring your dog you're no different than the guy who dragged his dog willingly through pyros that like he orchestrated himself he didn't say hey like Lay off the pyros and bringing my dog out for this one. Let's just do the lights. Let's just do the music and lights, and my entourage will have to be a big part of my entrance and shit. Like we'll just lay off the pyros for it because you know I am bringing my dog out. So that's that's something that he could have done. Like I can't just be like, hey, hey neighbors, can you just pretend it's not Fourth of July because my dog's kind of scared, you know? Um, that's not something you could do. So, I mean, you could run around and fight your fucking neighbors and get arrested for them doing, like, perfectly legal shit. But you can't, like, at the snap of your fingers, be like, let me make sure I, I do what I can to avoid my dog being scared by, oh, yeah, I have control of this whole pyro thing. It's like having, like, Fourth of July in your palm and be like, let's call it off this year. It does scare the dog. You, you can't fucking make that executive decision from your fucking house but again like it, it's all the fucking same so if you don't do this you don't do that all right you fucking pussy ballless asshole oh fuck yourself seriously like it's, it's just another one of these guys when 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 they talk about this like internet tough guy this fucking phone tough guy like that that's he's the fucking definition of that you know people have tried to you know come at me with that type of shit too and i'm like dude like I, I'm in fucking, I have 7% body fat. I train in the fucking gym on a regular basis. I do obstacle course racing and shit like this. If if it's really a big fucking issue and you think I can't back my shit up, then you fucking stop by. I mean, dude, I'm 41 years old. I'm not going to look for motherfuckers or anything like that. But if you really, really think, and a lot of these people I've come across, like this fucking, uh, fuck was his name? Michael Thick, the fucking murder, death, kill guy. I would mop the fucking ground he walks on with his face. Like, I would fuck a lot of these people up to talk shit. That Scotty satire, like, give me a fucking break. There's not a chance in the world that he's surviving if we get into it. it, it it's fucking over for this guy. You know what I mean? Like, and this, this is just real shit. I don't talk reckless about people that I, I, I can't fucking back my shit up. A lot of my shit is just plain opinions. You know what I mean? It's just plain opinions. I'm not on here going, you fucking ballless pussy. Like... I'm not calling people out like that. Like, that's a whole different level of calling people out. That's not that's not just saying, hey, you know, like, these fucking Joey's fat. 
You know, what I mean, that, that that's not saying you fucking ballless pussy like you like that's that's some like tough guy shit. That's some like real like yo, I could fucking handle my shit, and I don't think you can. I don't think you can. So it's it's weird to talk that kind of shit. But I guess that that's what gets motherfuckers paid. That's what gets motherfuckers paid on these podcasts. Is to just go out of your fucking way, talk all the reckless you can, watch Raw every fucking week, talk shit about John Cena, and then just fucking somehow make fucking crazy money. Crazy fucking money off the podcast. I wish I was more technologically fucking sound because I, 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 I'm more legitimate. I'm fucking far more legitimate than, than fucking guys who talk this type of garbage on a regular basis. Like, it, it's just, this dude's been doing this shit for 15 fucking 20 years, talking reckless out of the side of his fucking asshole. And, you know, it, it's fucking crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. But, you know, again, I stand up for fucking animals. I care about animals more than I care about people, and far, far more than I care about fucking wrestling. I don't give a fuck about wrestling. When it comes down to, like, the welfare of an animal, like, quit cancel wrestling altogether. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, can we make the cat not get thrown in the fucking air? Good. Cancel wrestling. Fuck it. Sorry, sorry guys. I know you liked it. I know you enjoyed it. But, like, if part of it has to be fucking cats getting drug out, fucking drugged up cats, fucking stuck on the turnbuckle, uh, you know, this asshole fucking running around the ring with fucking cats, the, the British bulldog getting fucking fed laxatives as a rib from the fucking boys and all that shit because that's what was going on back then. Jake the Snake killing snakes, fucking leaving them in the trunk so they freeze and shit. If that's just got to be part of fucking wrestling, that's just just part of the package, then fuck it. Fuck your whole stupid-ass fucking sport. I don't give a fuck about it because I care about animals. This is what I dedicated my life to, you know what I mean? This, this this isn't this isn't just a fad. This isn't like oh, well, you like animals and wrestling. Like no, 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 I don't give a fuck. There's two different fucking things. There's one thing I have a passion for. These animals need a fucking voice. They can't stick up for themselves. Every you know, any Canadian asshole can stick a fucking cat in a bag and drag it into a fucking wrestling arena. And the assholes that are sitting around the fucking ring will just go, "This is fucking awesome. There's a cat. I like cats." Like you fucking stupid. You fucking stupid. You know. So I don't, I don't respect that. I don't respect that that whole fucking arena because it, it's it's fucking it's facilitated by the promoters that fucking book this guy. And he's like, I'm gonna bring the cat. And he's like, fucking right on. I love the cat. And then the fucking fans get there and can I take a picture with the cat? You're all assholes. I really don't give a fuck about your life at all. There's seven billion fucking people in the world, and 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 we could do without every one of you, every one of you that don't have value. And that's kind of what I was trying to tell the hippie chick, like. That just makes you a good person if you're in touch with the fucking world around you and the nature and the beauty of uh, of the world and, and and the wildlife and this and that. This makes you a good person. You don't have to be a hippie. You're just, you're just a good person. It was kind of like, in a way, it was a compliment. It's just she was like so married to that fucking hippie label that she took offense to my whole fucking statement. But like, that's kind of what I meant. Like, people who don't have value in that are just like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck trees. Fuck Fuck animals. Don't give a fuck about that. I don't value those people at all. Not in the slightest. It's not like, well, I like animals and you hate them. Like, no, I hate your fucking guts. I, I can't stand you. I don't want to be around you in life. Like, I, I, I don't want to share the fucking planet with you. You know, I, I also don't want to waste my fucking time on this planet sitting in a cell because I'm eliminating these people from the planet. So I just wish death on them. That's all I can do is I could just wish if I become somewhat of like a genie or some shit and I can get charged with my wishes. Well, then, fuck, I guess I got to stop doing that. But until that day, I wish you motherfuckers who don't care about animals would drop dead in front of your family and it would scar them for life. 
and maybe they would like animals better. And there would be something that like stuck out to be like, I wish he liked animals. He wouldn't have died like that. God damn it. We're just, you know what, kids? We're going to go ahead and be the best animal lovers anyone could fucking, you know, let's, let's go pet something right now. We're just, you know what? We're, we're going to donate to some fucking animal organizations and we're going to go fucking pat something on the head real gentle like that's it you know I, I don't know i just i don't have the fucking mentality to just stomach like oh yeah well we're all different you know big planet everyone's got different likes and t- this isn't like some people like fucking baseball and some people don't this is like some people are so detached from fucking humanity and, and from our place on this planet that are just like we're the only species that fucking matters and if you don't like that then go fuck you I just don't like you motherfuckers. I don't like you at all. So, I think I make that clear pretty often, though. Fucking, so, Chris Jericho became the first uh, AEW uh, champion. Um, I mean, he could have been the women's champion, but, you know, they had other plans. Uh... You know, and then he lost the belt, you know, like physically lost the belt somewhere. I guess they found it on the side of the road, supposedly. I, I don't fucking know. But again, AEW, super fucking indie movement. You young guys are going to get the chances you never got before. Oh, yeah, he's 48. Shit. He's older than the WWE champion. Fuck. But at least he's in really good shape. Oh, shit, he's not in good shape. Looks crazy. He looks like, Jericho looks like he just stopped at like some fucking Halloween store slash thrift shop. He's like, I got a sax player hat. I got a spike coat. Just fucking walking out there with a chip on my shoulder. It's like fucking mixture of a bunch of gimmicks I've seen over the years. He got like a water rush jacket. Just fucking, this fucking hat. This fucking... Bradford Marsalis. I'm just gonna play motherfuckers into the commercial after this match. Just fucking <laughs> I don't know. But um So the um uh, King of the No Ring death match shit happened for H two O over the weekend. I think this is the last thing I'm gonna cover. Uh and it it was the most ridiculous thing I've fucking seen ever. This is like, you want to talk about outlaw mud show, fucking backyard bullshit? This is what that is. Every clip I saw of it was like fans way too close. Um, I saw like a sit down, like a fucking, you know, they do that that necro spot where they sit in chairs and punch each other, which guys enough already with that. Um, Most of you don't have believable looking punches. So it's fucking silly, and you're throwing, like, forearm strikes. Like, since when was that a fucking thing? Like, the the thing was, it is, like, these non-worked fucking punches to the cheek. Like, that's that's what the Necro Butcher spot was, was just like, oh, Jesus. And then sometimes it would end with, like, fucking headbutts. You could hear, like, fucking thump, thump from across the fucking arena. But anyway, this, this is still a thing. Uh, so I saw the spot, and it was, like, I think it was, like, Kid Osborne and... Uh, cannonball and um so there's like fucking six cameras there's like video cameras camera cameras like all like i mean if they threw a punch to the right they'd hit the cameraman like that's how fucking close these cameras are so they're like all in their fucking face like 
in a real fucking like weird, uncomfortable distance, like just fucking strange. And then the fans are all just like right around them too. Cause there's no ring. There's no real organization. So they're just kind of like fighting kind of thing, but it looks like shit. The offense all looks like shit. Cause there's no structure to it to, to work an actual match match. Like you're just walking around and then doing like sort of moves, but it's concrete on the floor. So you're doing like, altered version of the moves for the most part because you're not trying to just take like every bump on the ground you know what i mean like there's like when motherfuckers are hitting a drop kick in the ring like there's a certain amount of bump that that guy has to take well he doesn't want to take that full-on same drop kick bump on the fucking floor for the taking that because you're not even getting a credit for that bump that's like you're the offense but you're gonna break your goddamn hip if you're doing that shit on concrete all night like i threw five drop kicks and now i can't fucking walk like what that doesn't make any sense like you know, obviously the the guy taking the bump should be the one who's selling it more. And by the end of the fucking night, like you're you're gonna be dying off of your offense. Like it's fucking stupid. So the whole concept to me is completely asinine. And this is a tournament. And um, you know, H two O is running. Uh, you know, the the the, 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 the Tremont residents. Does if if the Tremonts live in the H two O building, does that make it apartment wrestling technically, or no? Um. So, um, it, it, the whole thing just looks fucking stupid. Like, really, really dumb. Um, Louis, lowlife Louis wins this. So, he's got the crown. He's the king of the thing. He, he looked like King Hippo at the end of this fucking thing. Like, eerily like King Hippo. And Louis's a great dude. Another great fucking guy. I, I really, um... I like talking to the dude unless he starts getting into the, you know, blowing guys and stuff. And that, uh, that's another thing. You guys... Like, this weirdo fucking deathmatch indie wrestling thing has become so fucking sexualized that, like, kissing your opponent is, like, a must. Like, violence is like, yeah, sure, we'll do some of that, but you gotta make out with the guy. And, like, then talk about how soft his lips they are after the fucking thing. Like, uh, Kit was making out with fucking Cannonball. And then it's like, yeah, here's a picture in case you guys didn't like what we were doing. This is for you guys. It's like, why are you taunting people with your bisexual fucking urges? Like, why are you just exploring your your bi curiosity in the fucking wrestling ring? Like I said, as big as smalls. Like, you know, go play with your boy in your fucking house. Leave that shit to the privacy of your own crib. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like, why does that make me wrong for not wanting to see you motherfuckers make out? Like, you show up for fucking violence, you're like, oh, he's, nah, he really likes him, though. Oh, there you go. You know, it, it's just it's just a commonplace. And then, like, it, everybody's got, like, the, half of the fans, they're on that shit, too. Like, this Joe Beasler guy is, like, like begging the fuck to fuck blow the guys on, on Facebook every day. Like, dude, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll fucking so suck your dick, dude. It's fucking, like, all of you at once, like. What the fuck? Like, why are you guys committing so hard to an inside joke? Because that's basically what it is. It's like a running joke. You guys will really blow each other. Either that or th- this is the fucking biggest gay community ever. Like, it, like this is like like a choreographed fighting pride parade is, is what we're actually dealing with right here. This is not... And, and dude, just fucking just let motherfuckers know this is what this is. You know? Just be like, all right. Cat's out of the bag. Uh, you know, 
we all we're all really just trying to fuck each other, and this is the most acceptable way to do it. Because then we could shame people who don't even like it. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. I I'm not into it. I I'm not into gay porn, guys. That doesn't that doesn't make me fucking racist or, or homophobic. If I don't like to watch gay porn, it, it really doesn't. I don't want gay porn abolished. I I don't want gay people to stop fucking each other. I just prefer not to watch that shit. Somehow that makes me fucking crazy. And if I if I have if I'm forced to watch that shit that I'm not into and I go, ew, what the fuck? Oh, ew, what's wrong with it? Oh, what's what's fucking wrong with a guy kissing a guy? I don't because I don't want to fucking look at it. That, that that that's what's wrong with it. You know? Not into it. It's not my fucking thing. It's your thing. So again, go go do that shit in your house. Have Tremont kick all the fucking fans out of his house and and then you guys go fucking, you know. But again, I guess if you get a whole fucking crowd chanting for you to do it, and then they line up for autographs and kisses after the fucking thing, then uh, that's the scene. That's the new fucking scene. So anyway, congrats to Louis for winning this ridiculous bullshit idea. Um, You know, it means something to him, so uh, you know, I'm happy for him, because it means something to him. It shouldn't mean anything to him, or anybody else on the fucking planet, because this is the dumbest fucking idea ever. It's just like, me walking out to the living room and be like, we're fucking wrestling now. And just start throwing fake punches at my children. And she's like, we're doing like Kenny Omega wrestling a child wrestling like right now, but like no ring, like no ring Kenny Omega fight a child wrestling like right here over Mario Kart. That's what we're fucking doing. And shit, the Mario Kart gave me a better build than the fucking Indies are even doing right now. So like, cause when you threw that fucking banana peel, like, Dude, I was in first place, and you knocked me down to fucking fifth. I didn't even fucking podium after you threw that banana peel. I just put a better fucking build down than the fucking indies are even attempting to do anymore. Like, there's no fucking build on, like, blood feud death matches, and I just I just gave you a legitimate reason to wrestle my children over Mario Kart. So, um, I think that's all I got, guys. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um... Big shout out to Wrestling Soup, hosted on their page over there. Um, I, I much, much appreciate that. I hope this is getting some new ears that will probably, in turn, dislike me for all of the things that I say. And um, maybe not. Maybe I'll get the uh, the right ears on this. That'll that'll enjoy what I do. That's much different than a lot of other PC fucking assholes out there. Um, Shout out to uh, fucking, I just like lost my train of thought completely. I got you five stars with Jeremy doing his fucking thing. Interviewing all the up and coming wrestlers in the fucking business. Reviewing shows all over the fucking place. Check that motherfucker out. Um, Check out Shaheen, the wrestling overdose. Doing his fucking thing with his art um, at a... I always get mixed up, man. It's nuclear heat graphics. I always why hostile city pops in my head first. Maybe it's like an alphabet thing where the H's just like hit my brain before the ends do. I don't know. Oh, I said ends. That's <laughs> back to back to big and smalls. Um, but nuclear heat graphics commission them for some shit. And look, we're gonna start to get personal, Shane, man. I I'm commissioning you for this Muppet joint, and uh, you're drawing fucking Campbell's cans with eyeballs and teeth and shit. Let's get on, homie. (laughs) 
but yeah, check him out for any commissions you want. Um, you know, he, he's, he's the guy to go to get some unique art. You're going to go to one of these signings and shit, hit him up. They'll have you, you know, bring some shit up to these guys to sign. That'll be fucking more unique than anything they see all day. It is a conversation piece. It's something, something different you could put, bring to the table. Um, so yeah, uh, check out Shaheen, check out, uh, everything he's doing there. Uh, check out the dirt sheet dudes doing their thing over there. They always shout me out. Want to return the favor. Um, check out fucking, um, Eric talking about, um, his bullshit team on, um, uh, it's, it's the Eagles failure prequel podcast. Um, so right now they talk highly, but it's like the calm before the storm. So it's like a bunch of positivity and shit. And then like later in the season, you could tune in and you could just see like the difference in attitude. And they're just like, dude, if that guy didn't get hurt though, like, I mean, I wish we had falls back. I wish we had falls back, man. You remember him? Remember we used to call him big dick Nick. That was awesome, man. Well, he's in Jacksonville now. I mean, you guys want to watch Jacksonville? No, man. We're Eagle fans. Like, ah, shit. Fuck. But yeah, check his show out if you want to listen to the uh, progression of uh, a downward spiral as the season goes on. Um, and then uh, I think that's all I got. Um, Jonathan Stoffers, shout him out. Uh, Powerbomb Prince doing his thing. Even though I asked this motherfucker, like, yo, you have any topics, questions for the show? And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, yo, fucking absolutely. And then he fucking says, oh, let me just drink a beer and I'll, I'll get back to you. And then he just never fucking gets back to you. So it is what it is. I... I try to include motherfuckers, you know, uh, people listen to me. They, they fucking shoot me messages of how awesome this is and that is. And you know, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I can't listen to myself that way and be like, Oh, that was fucking great what I did. But you know, I hope the people enjoy it. But you know, when people hit me up and they enjoy it and like, Hey, fucking, you want to be involved a little bit? Shoot me some questions. I'll cover whatever the fuck you're thinking about too. You know, but you don't, you don't, it is what it is. Check out Powerbomb Prince for any kind of, uh, shirts, fucking whatever Prince as it were. All right. Uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, like I said, football season is fucking starting motherfuckers. And, uh, I'm fucking, I'm beyond ready. So I think that's about it. Talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. How to hide.
me. I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Juza Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. 